0: Hello there and welcome in to Career Competitor, the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. I'm Steve Meller, delighted that you've chosen to join us for this episode. And before we go any further, let me direct your attention to careercompetitor.com where you can learn all about my services as an executive coach, culture consultant, and keynote speaker. What I am about is exactly what this show is all about, and it's that of optimizing performance, whether it be within your career, within your business, whatever point within your life, there's opportunities for you to reach optimal performance. We start by investing in our optimal self, and that's what you get to do on this show. You get to hear from competitors within their industries on what it means to invest in their optimal self, to know their best self, and to be so committed to it that it fuels optimal performance within their careers and beyond. Furthermore, I would love while you're here to take a moment on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to is on and give the show a follow, subscribe if you're on Apple Podcasts and be sure to take the time as well to click that fifth star. Those ratings go a long way to letting others know about the success and why they should be tuning in to such an awesome show such as Career Competitor. But lastly, while I have you here, take the time to get yourself a copy of shock the world it's my first book and it's a competitor's guide to realizing your potential you can get it on amazon or you can reach out to me directly on the website and get yourself a copy of the book courtesy of myself i'll sign it for you give you a personal note etc etc i'll take care of you don't worry about that but while you're here we might as well jump into some great content so let's welcome in our guest for today Okay, our career competitor is a business strategist and growth expert who helps entrepreneurs build a scalable, sustainable, and wildly profitable business through the implementation of ultra-high-end programs that allow the true genius of a coach or consultant to shine through. Having led a highly diverse life and career to this point, our guest today brings in a highly diverse perspective on what it can look like to be positioned at both ends of the spectrum, whether it be just starting out with nothing to show for it or highly successful Looking to build to even higher heights. It is fair to say our guest has experienced and offered advice to many in such moments and everything in between. So, without any further delay, let's welcome in Jessica Yarbrough to Korea Competitor. Jessica, how are we doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's start right on those two words that I absolutely gravitated towards, which is that of true genius. You are bringing people's true genius out for a living by the sounds of it. So we're all about the optimal self and optimal performance on this show. So in your own words, define true genius in your eyes.
1: Well, your true genius is your innate gifts, the things that you are brilliant at that come naturally to you. And then leveraging those gifts from a business perspective to monetize your genius at the highest level, create something that is in alignment with uh, your skill set, your passion, your purpose, and uh, make money in the process.
0: I love it. So there's a result at stake that we're sort of working towards here. And I think that's really key yes. is, you know, I think a lot of us can. Uh, relate to this notion of of maybe many people in our lives telling us, you have a gift for this, you have an ability for this. and we have a decision as people to do something about that or just to keep taking the uh, t- keep taking the compliments right and carry on with the rest of our day. So where do you meet with uh, potential clients and current clients when they maybe come to you and they say, hey, I, I've got this true genius, I think I have it. you know, can you help yes. me, Jessica sort of bring it to the surface?
1: Well, most people come to me in one of two places. And I teach a concept called the ladder of influence, which talks about the four different levels and of influence that occur and uh, how to scale your authority and, and scale your company in the process. And most people are caught in one of the two lower categories. The first is the trap of the generalist. So there's trap of the generalist and stagnant at specialization. So with the trap of the generalist, what's really common is you you're done with work <laughs> like you're you've exited you want to be an entrepreneur but you're not really sure what you should do so you fall into this trap of being a jack of all trades master of none uh you try a lot of different things oftentimes you you have a really bad case of comparitis you're comparing mm-hmm. yourself maybe mimicitis you're trying to mimic what the gurus are doing you're trying to you know uh Be everything to everyone. And when you try to be everything to all one, you end up being no one to the one person that matters. Mm. I feel like it's just really common. You're researching, oh, I could do this. I could do that. And so maybe you have a lot of different offers, a lot of different programs. Maybe you try all these different markets and you can't seem to get traction. And that's a really common place. And oftentimes that's because you're not really sure what you're the best at. You haven't unlocked your true genius. Because if you had, you would go all in on those gifts, no distractions the people at the next level, stagnant specialization, have typically said honed in, okay, this is the areas I'm 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 better at, but they're still stuck. They haven't taken the necessary steps to break into creating expert authority around the thing that they're great at. But if you're in that trap of the generalist, that's a brutal place to be because you can stay stuck there for years. And it's like pushing a giant boulder up a hill. Any moment, it's going to come back and roll down on top of you because you haven't really figured out a way to hone in on your greatest strengths and to get momentum behind it.
0: Mm. And it goes back to this, again, this term that I preach for a living, which is optimization. And again, it's the, 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 I think the biggest pitfall there with the generalist is that you're still getting positive feedback. You're still getting compliments, right? People are still telling, oh, this is good. This is really good. No one's maybe telling you it's great. Nobody's maybe telling you that this is something that is so unique they've never seen it before. But they are giving you positive reinforcement to kind of keep going. And as you say, you know, just kind of keep doing this thing for years and years and years. And you're assuming... This is success, right? This is success. I'm I'm doing something well. I'm doing something that's getting positive feedback. And yet you're here saying, well, listen, this this generalist life that you're maybe existing within, you're actually yes. limiting yourself from breaking out in this one area, this one domain where you could just absolutely explode.
1: Exactly. And again, I think the problem is people they're they're trying to look at the gurus as the model and you cannot do that when those the people that you're trying to model after they have eight figure companies mm-hmm. they have a hundred people on their team they have a hundred thousand dollars two hundred thousand dollars a month they're spending on ads so if you're seeing they're able to cast this wide net and be the end-all you think take a look at someone like Brendan Brashard, right mm-hmm. he's a high performance guy he's a business guy he's going to teach you how to do content his company is that big so people mm-hmm. think oh I'm gonna be like that you cannot compete with with them. Mm-hmm. You can't. You got to go small. And that doesn't mean small revenue or small vision, but narrow down to people that you can actually serve and connect with and get deep results with and get more focus in your activities instead of, instead of trying to be everything to everyone. And that's a big trap that people fall into. You cannot compete with the gurus, it is a losing game. You cannot I, compete with them. You're not big enough.
0: Exactly. I, I cannot, one, I cannot agree with this more, but two, I, I certainly can relate to it as well, and and, and I'm fortunate enough to have been uh, gifted this gift of uh, common sense. So for me, for, for, for me, for me, you're one you
1: know, of the few. No, I'm one just of kidding. the few. My dad, well, my my my
0: dad raised me, you know, from the school of common sense. And so for me, I I was I've been blessed through my entrepreneurship journey so far to know, okay, too general, too general, get specific, get specific, you know. So I'm mm. I'm fortunate with that, but at the same time. As I listen to your story, Jessica, my mind immediately like, okay, so how did Jessica get specific? How did Jessica find her lane? And and having read a little bit about your background on your website, this seems like there's so many turns and twists and tails in the journey, which sounds super appealing and interesting. And we only have 30 minutes. So (laughs) keeping that in mind, keeping that, yeah, keeping (laughs) that in mind, I would love just to learn how you went from wherever you've been and, and how you feel you found your lane now, which is clearly how you're using your true genius.
1: Well, it's a great question. I know I always had gifts. Um, I always had the ability to to, to see potential and to find possibility. And, And even in my younger years, I started managing at a very young age. I would go in there and I would just create revenue for the company. I'd fix inefficiencies and I'd always go in and rise right to the top. And you know, it just was a gift that I had. I have this gift of strategy and being a visionary, but being able to not only see it, but then drill down to the actual steps uh, to take to get there. And I did it over and over again. I actually ended up building a startup company here in San Diego in my early 20s. It was a very exciting time, but it quickly put me on the path to burnout. So the Cliff Notes version is I, you know, made a very empowering decision to walk away from that company. I gave up my shares and I bought a one-way ticket to Asia. And I spent about four years doing personal development work, going on a journey. I became a yoga teacher. I was like, I'm done with the business world. Um, And it was very fulfilling for me because in in my heart, I'm a teacher. And again, it's that unlocking potential, that ability to hold space, all of those things uh, that make a great teacher. Um, that transference of compassion and 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 possibility and all of those things. And when I got pregnant with my daughter, I was like, "Oh goodness, I need to go back and uh, you know roll up my sleeves and 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 do the work that I know that I can do." And I could have easily gone back and got a job, but I started my consulting company. And I'd been out of the game for anybody listening. I've been out of the game for four years, and a lot happening and marketing in the business world in four years. So I felt very time. out of touch. Yeah. That's a long time. And yeah. and I was at ground zero ground zero starting my company and i started by taking whatever marketing work i could get you know i do this social media for you i do whatever and uh and i got results for my clients i built campaigns that got results and i had that referral base build up but it wasn't fulfilling it wasn't fulfilling because i was not in that role of the teacher i can be the person behind the curtain and and you know pull levers all day long but that's not going to fulfill me and so i i took a leap of faith and stepped into um teaching how to build a business successfully which by the way is much harder than just <laughs> pulling the levers yep, is yep. teaching and empowering and helping people move past their inner bs uh to get results and i did a lot of things you know where i spun out courses and i did the upsell model and all those things that just did not feel um good and i was in that trap of the generalist i you know was making multiple six figures and and not fulfilled and following everybody i was on the launch train and it's just the path to burnout it didn't feel good and i went back to the drawing board i actually took a month long trip to europe and i just got really really clear what am i good at you know and it is this unlocking potential it is this strategy it is this bigger bigger game and i wiped the my slate clean i deleted 20 funnels that i had built wow. and in 2 weeks i generated a quarter million dollars in sales and i was like okay i'm i'm on the right path this is happening quickly and from there we grew my company to a seven figure profit business that it is today
0: amazing and i appreciate the cliff notes <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. a, and i think that gives and that gives everyone like, as i alluded to in the introduction you know it it's one thing to advise people on certain situations and positions they find themselves in business. But when you can actually say, hey, listen, I've been there, it's a completely different experience. You are now consulting from your own experience. And I think a lot of the time, people don't feel as though they can be that transparent, they can offer that level of vulnerability. In a role like yours, it's almost like you have to act like, oh, I've always been there and done it. I've seen, uh, you know, I've only been at the top. That's only where I've been. And it's like, (laughs) well, actually, it turns out (laughs) we've all had to grow, we've all had to build. And there's something really empowering to a potential client when they hear that the person that they're investing in, i.e., yourself, they're looking at you and saying okay she's not only just preaching something from a book here she's actually telling me that no no i was here i experienced this so your advice and your perspective on things carry so much more weight and i just want anyone listening to this in the service industry to to hear that like to hear that testament like this is an example of what it means to truly give a client comfort in their investment in you when you can actually relate to The clients. I have to assume that clients really do appreciate that from you.
1: Absolutely, and especially when it comes to the hardships that you have to endure to grow a business, right? Because anybody who's like, "Oh, it's easy. Here's the easy button. Run!" Right? They are full of it. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to go through CEO growing pains, new level, new devil. You will walk through the fire when it comes to building a company, and it will test your strength. It will test your your perseverance. It will test your self-worth. And so for me to go and say, oh, you need to do this, or you're worth $200,000 or whatever to my clients. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't said, listen, I've been on that journey. I know the inner dialogue that's playing through your head. I know the stories that about why you're not worthy, why you're not good enough, why you don't know enough. And it's nonsense. Here's, let me tell you why. Here's how to solve that. If I hadn't gone through that myself, how how would they have the confidence to go out there and do it? Exactly. Like you said, I'd be reading from a book and there is so much value in having built this from scratch and having gone through these things myself. There's so much value in being a parent that's mm. done it as well. Right. So you can say, okay, listen, I can do this while raising children and being present. And, um, you know, a lot of what I preach, if anyone of your listeners are following my stuff is scaling w- intentionally without sacrificing your values or your relationships or your health. And so, um one of the things I do pride myself on is modeling success for my clients and being very transparent with like you said my journey and what I've been through and also sharing with them every single thing resource that I can to empower them and to save them time and frustration and money as well.
0: 100% and again being in the executive coaching space as I am you you sit there across the, across the table from a client and when you're going down a certain path of conversation and the theme of the conversation is health let's say or good habits yes. or something like that i hate ever being the idea for that matter never mind the actual reality but just sim- simply the idea of being in a room and guiding a conversation in a certain way for them to see what is good for them and to sit on the other side of the table being like well i don't I don't care about any of this. This isn't for me. Like I'm not about habits. I'm not about you know taking right. care of myself, and it's such a priority for me. And I love being able to speak so confidently to clients when we get onto those sort of things. And you know, you're very much speaking about that. But one thing I want to go back to is that you mentioned there that when you when you returned, when you returned from Asia, and you and you had some in, initial success, it was more in that sort of general area but you were having success. For whatever reason, you weren't connected to the success. You weren't connected to the work that you were doing in the way that you felt you still needed to. And we come right back now to that true genius, that specificity yes. of what it is you're doing. I'm yeah. curious, because I think this is something that people need to better understand. In terms of what makes you the competitor that you are, because I'm getting that from you, Jessica. I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> that you're a pretty driven individual and I'm all about it. That's what this show is all about. Um with that in mind, how how does that specificity, that connection to the work, really optimize and enhance you know, that part of your personality, the personality that is competing to level up and be the success that you're obviously becoming?
1: It's intrinsic. It's deeply connected. Listen, if you are not on the path of your true genius uh, and not in alignment, you're going to build a business that you resent. <laughs> they're entrepreneurs who blow their businesses up when they hit seven figures. Other of uh, the other of them, they break when they hit seven figures because their values aren't aligned, right? So they're not focused on quality delivery or client experience or any of those things. Or they are so focused on the money that they uh, their it destroys their relationships with their spouse, their kids, or they put themselves in the hospital with heart attacks and and all kinds of things. I mean, I see it. So you need to be in alignment. Alignment is a very key word. You need to be on the path and doing the right things that fulfill you, that light you up. You're going to need that fuel to uh, ride those waves of challenge that come up. But staying in alignment and integrity with your values is absolutely essential as well. So it it has to be this perfect marriage of all those different qualities in order to have a successful business that is fulfilling. That's yeah. key.
0: Yeah. I, I totally agree, and I'm curious as well. Just from someone who's now been doing it for a while, specific to this alignment, how yes. do, how are you able to tell and check in with yourself when you feel as though you're maybe getting off alignment? When you feel as though you're maybe, for whatever reason there's a temptation, yes. there's an influence elsewhere. How, how do you work on sort of remaining aligned <laughs> if you notice that?
1: That's a great question, and I'm not going to lie; it is a challenge. Mm-hmm. Right? It is a sure. challenge. Again, I'm not pretending that I have everything figured out. Mm-hmm. I have to constantly check myself because my default would be to drive and build, but for what? Mm-hmm. So I have to come back to what is it that I want? What is my deeper why? What do I want my life to look like? Because there is a point where more money, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't really, <laughs> I know if you're people who are in the trap of the journalist, they're like, yes, but it will. No, it won't. There's a certain point where more money isn't really going to change your 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 quality of happiness. And so you need to look at what's important to you. And so for me, it's having a routine. It's having, you know, five weeks dedicated vacation per year. It's having every Friday off and keeping my schedule tight to a 30 hour work week, having a lot of time to spend with my family, prioritizing my health. I work out six days a week. I'm very religious about self-care, organic food, all of those things. So I have to put the measures in place to to ensure that the other thing is i always have a good circle of influence i have people that keep me in check coach absolutely you know to make sure i'm staying in alignment spiritually and physically and mentally and emotionally with the business side because if you are an achiever your business side can take over it can easily take over Right. Because we're so driven. And if you're someone that it's what you're if it's if you're in alignment with what you're good at and you're so good at it, then that could be your entire focus. But that's not the end all game. And so for me, it's constantly checking in with what are my priorities? What do I want my life like? Where am I building to? You know, what's the end game? And uh, where do I find that perfect marriage of like fulfillment in all areas of my life and making sure, again, I have the right protocols, the right systems, the right people? Around me to make sure that I am staying on my best path.
0: I love it. I love it. You'll be you'll be getting a copy of my book for free after this because it's all about realizing potential. So everything that you're talking about right now, I'm just uh, you, you're on the right show, Jessica. There's no doubt about awesome. it. <laughs> this is a good place for you. Um, but I, I would love to go back now to uh, where we started in terms of some of those initial concepts. The you know the trap of the generalist, uh, stagnant specialization. Where is it you're trying to get a client to? What is that? Mm -hmm. Hey, when they're here, when they're in this space, then we are in our sweet spot and now only good things are going to happen from here.
1: We want to get them to their Goldilocks moment. I mean, that's what (laughs) we want to get them to, um, where it's just right. You know, it's not too hard. It's not too sluggish, not too slow. It's just that it's just right moment that is right for them. Um, And depending on where they're at, we're either going to move them from generalist to specialization or specialist, ideally, to expert authority. That's where I like to play. Uh, I'm not always able to move some run uh, from generalist to expert authority in a year. There is this magic component of time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There is a time at play. But for the most part, what we're working towards is moving people to expert authority. You can have a multi-seven-figure business and have expert authority where I don't focus as moving people into eight figure thought leadership companies, because that's not in alignment with the life that I want. And I had to find that out for myself.
0: Mm.
1: You know, I don't care about building an eight figure company. There's no way that I'm going to have the quality of life that I have today at Mm. that level. And so where most of my clients that come to me is they're not looking for that, Mm -hmm. you know, to build the guru model, what they're looking at is to build expert authority you know, uh, work intimately with uh, a small number of clients and be paid well for it. Um, And that is the space that we, we really focus on is that sweet spot of expert authority in the multiple seven figures.
0: I like that. And it, it it allows me to speak to something I've long preached, which is I think sometimes we use this term, um, you know, working towards a ceiling. And I, I don't like that term because it sounds oh. like we're, we're putting limits on ourselves. You're talking about a threshold. You're talking about, hey, mm-hmm. I know my threshold. I know where, when, when Jessica is in complete alignment, this is the space that she needs to be operating within. And if I allow her to go beyond that, then... Just, it's just simply not what I want and I don't want that necessarily for my clients either especially if they're coming yeah. to you and saying this is what this is the world I'm looking for and I'm investing in you yes. to help me create it I'm just yes. curious how do you because it, it, it's funny because I, I can relate to this too just in my space you, you get a client sometime they, they get excited they're seeing success they're like oh my gosh more 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 and then how do you sort of bring them back to that reality okay hey listen we signed up for this and now you're yeah. starting to talk about maybe something bigger than this. How, how do you keep them in that sort of, that, that space of reality that they signed up for?
1: I show them the reality of what it's going to take, mm. right? Because what happens is, as entrepreneurs, and again, I feel like some of these lessons I shared this in a video I put out on seven lessons to seven figures, and it was the level of systems and how everything becomes so interconnected. So what happens is you get to a certain level of business and then the, the business owner has a brilliant idea. We should do this, right? But what they don't realize until they do a deeper dive is how that one change is going to impact so many other levels of the business mm. or how much time it's going to take. And so I have to pull people back down to reality. Yes, we could... We could launch this thing and do this new thing that's going to bring in X amount of money, and it's going to create all this work and stress and time, and here's what it's going to take. Or if we really want to make money, we could just do this one thing. And so it's, it's showing them how much work is involved. That's part of it. And then also just getting them a reality check with where they're in their life. And it's like if they're already exhausted, because one of the things I do is help them, every business owner, to reclaim control of their calendar, um, then adding more isn't going to solve that. And so there's patterns that we do have to work on that where there's this drive to no end that are really, they come to them from the corporate world. It's so innate in them. And so we've got to shift those perspectives. of like, what is it that you really want? What I really want is this. Then why would you do that? Oh, you know, so it's a combination of appealing to the emotional side of their brain and their logic. And it, and usually if I do the combination (laughs) Then they're going to agree with me, wh- whichever one uh, it is. Usually I, I'll get them with the logic and then they'll, or well, I'll get them with the emotion and justify them with the logic of, about why, you know, that may not be what they really want. And so mm. it's important to have these checkpoints. It's important to have a sounding board, an outside perspective, people that can keep you grounded so that you don't just. Go off in La La Land or chase a new shiny object or create more work. Because just like I said, if you're not in alignment, you'll build something that you resent. You can launch strategies that you resent and then you got to fulfill on them. Mm. You're like, great. Now I'm stuck with this for the next year or two years because I built it and I have to fulfill on it. So you have to always be checking, is this what I really want? And, And is it in alignment with what I want for all areas of my life?
0: It's such good, it's it's such good insight, and it, it goes back to this. Uh, it, it brings up this circle of influence again, yes. as well with what you're talking about. And again, I, I, there's so much of your space that as you're talking, I'm just like, okay, this is just eerily familiar to what I deal with <laughs> at times. And uh, but at the same time, when you're when you're in these, when you're building these relationships, and you can maybe detect mm-hmm. that, let's say, even though someone's investing in you. There's someone else within their circle of influence that it's possible they may be listening to just as much as they're listening to you, and maybe you have some conflicting ideas. Let's put it that way. I'm going to try to be as uh, as nice yes. about it as I possibly can. Uh, so, with that being said, how do you bridge that with with a potential client in terms of okay, I can tell that they're looking that they are getting influence. From Mm. elsewhere, despite the fact that they've invested in me for these services that I know I can deliver on in terms of the actual result.
1: You know, I don't have too much conflict happening in that regard. I mean, the most conflict I've had has been with a spouse, and they typically Mm. don't. If they if the spouse isn't on board, they won't invest in the first place, and or if they are, there's some kind of something happening with their spouse, they typically won't discuss it. It's rare that I have someone hiring me that has hired that is working with several other coaches at once. Mm-hmm. Usually they go all in on what I teach. Um, if I did have conflict, we we would just have to bring that straight to the table and say, look, this is what you invested, this is what you're paying me for. You're more than welcome to listen to them. But if you want to realize a return, you need to <laughs> follow this. Yeah. But for the most part, I would say my people are listening to what I have to say. I had one client. Who's the CEO of a company? And he actually told me when he hired me, he's like, Listen, I've hired this other person as well. And I know them. We're connected. Uh, because I want to make he was nervous that he would grow so fast he would lose connection with his values. And then when we got deeper in a relationship, he was like, Oh, you could have kept me grounded in this. And I said, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like this is a, a big part of what I did. But he wasn't sure. sure. And so he actually hired someone just to make sure he wasn't falling out of integrity. And I preach so much about integrity, especially with integrity with marketing. I have it's a real trigger for me when people are um out of alignment in in mm-hmm. that regard. And so for the most part, I would feel like my parent my my clients that come to me are seeing me as that trusted advisor and aren't taking a lot of advice from other people. Um I think the biggest thing they do is they might not have another coach, but they still might be being advertised to and thinking, oh, maybe I should do this and try to grasp mm. at straws of these shiny objects, and I have to ground them because that can actually cost them hundreds of thousands of dollars if they pursue these topics or these strategies, right?
0: Yeah, and and they can also fall right back into the uh, the trap of the generalist too. They can just they start considering yes. other ideas, and uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think I I I would like to say that I think my question came almost from that as much as anything, not as not necessarily when you start. Uh, the the, the relationship but almost once the relationship starts as they grow how much do they start to consider other influences as well but clearly just from the, the the detail and the impact that you're having in the work that you're doing that is really not much of a of an issue for you but before before we start to wrap up here i would love for you just to uh, maybe brush over or give some insight into the seven lessons to seven figures. I know this is a huge part of your business, so I don't want yeah. you to give everything away for free. <laughs> but that being said, that being yeah. said, I, I do think this is really important because there's, there's maybe some people listening here that have been stuck in the in the five figures for a long time that can't even contemplate seven figures because they've not even gotten to six yet. Like. What does that look like to you? Where do you start? How do you present that? Or wherever you want to start with that question. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: with the seven lessons, it's a few things. Uh, One is getting strong in your no, right? Mm. So many people are yes people. And you have to get really strong in your no if you're going to grow a seven-figure company. And so what are you not willing to do? What are you not willing to put up with, right? Right. That's going to be key. Uh, one of the things I said no to in my multi six-figure journey was, you know, meeting with people that weren't uh, paying clients and running all over town and, you know, doing all these crazy things. And I finally drew a boundary said, listen, I only meet with people that are paying clients. Mm. You know, at this point, here's the link to pay. <laughs> so that was a no that I had to get. And coffee chats was another one. Everybody wants to coffee chat with me on LinkedIn. And I don't have time for that. Sure, I don't. I wish I could. Consume my content. I put out an insane amount of value free. Just mm-hmm. consume it. Right. Uh, so that was no. Another was strong boundaries. And so, um, I, remember, I said about my uh, my what you're willing to put up with and what you're not willing to put up with. Boundaries around your time is is huge. Like I have very specific times when I coach. I have specific times when it's creative flow for me. I have very specific boundaries around my schedule. So if you do not control your schedule, it will uh, control you. So Mm -hmm. boundaries is a huge one. Systems, systems, systems. You know, um, like James Clear of Atomic Habits says, you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. So uh, I know so many people with broken systems, they've never built them, and you need all of them. Client delivery, social media, sales, marketing, Operations like you need systems in order to, to grow and scale a seven figure company. Self care, huge one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the most overlooked aspects of growing a seven figure business without killing yourself mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> is self care. The thoughts you think, the food you put in your body, movement like prioritize taking care of you. You're going to show up as a better leader in your life and in your business. You're going to be a better model for your clients. Number uh, five, I think we're on five, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Four or five. Uh, own your worth. You mm. know, if you don't see your value and own it, no one else will. No one's going to volunteer to pay you more money. Mm-mm. Hey, I know you're undercharging. I'd like to give you an extra ten thousand. <laughs> right? We teach people our value, and and I mean that not only in what we charge, but also the way that others treat us. Mm. And so, really, learning to own your value is essential. Uh, build a great team. You you cannot do it alone. So many entrepreneurs come to me and the ones that are stuck, <laughs> typically a specialization is because they have not given up control and they feel like they got to do every little thing. You're not great at everything. Stop it. Mm-mm. I promise that I am not the best at operations and writing SOPs and making project management tool. Cl- no, that's not me. Right. Hire out. Hire out for the things. And if you're like, I'm not sure what to outsource in my business, start with your life. What can you outsource in your in your life? Outsource your laundry. Outsource your cleaning. Where are you feeling overwhelmed? Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so your team is going to be essential. And then surround yourself and with the people that matter and make time for the people that matter would be lesson number seven. You know, I know business owners that can be brought to tears when they think about the uh, the moments that they miss with their children that they'll mm-hmm. never get back. You know, uh, it's not a badge of honor to work 16-hour days, right? Yep. Um, Again, Rome wasn't built in a day. You will get there step by step. If you hold the vision, trust the process, and do the work, but also make time for those that matter because the last thing you want is to have all the money and no one around you to share the life with.
0: Amen to that. I mean, and that's what I love about those uh, seven lessons is that it's just seven lessons on life right there. I mean, and that's the beauty of so many of the success stories that come on the show is in some way, shape or form, when we get to the heart of what makes them excellent at what they do professionally, it's because they fall on these ideologies that truly impact you personally. And people all want the quick fix to get to where they want to professionally. <laughs> And they just forget it's all in the foundation people. it's all in that beautiful foundation that you're willing to invest in outside of your nine to five or whatever it is that you're used to doing right now. So I'm so glad to have yet again someone come on the show and and repeat that because I don't think we can hear it too much. I really don't. It, it, it's such impactful insight. But uh, Jessica, before I let you go. Sometimes I feel the need to ask this question, so I'm going to ask it with you because competitiveness is just flowing through the microphone. The more and more you talk, so for <laughs> for for you, I'd love to know when you put your head on the pillow at the end of the, at the end of a day, how do you consider that day a win? How do you put that in the win column and say, "Yep, today crushed it. Can't be any happier with that result."
1: Mm, that is a really great question. Did I wake up the first morning with enough sleep? That would be number one. <laughs> <laughs> Did Water. I have? Did I allow myself to have that sacred space in the morning? Uh, you know where I could just be. Mm. Uh, like this morning, I woke up, I worked out, and I cooked. I uh, like prepared food, and that was very meditative for me. Mm. Um, did I have a productive day where I was able to give value to someone else's life, whether that was on a podcast or you know in my client's life? That I had time to drop in and be present with my daughter you know, and, um, spend some time outside and did I get a good night's rest. I mean, (laughs) and it does, it's, 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 it's so simple. It's simple to create daily wins. It's, it's, it's that magic combination of having a balanced, well-rounded day that touches upon different areas of my life that are important to me. And that to me is a winning for a day, a winning day, winning recipe for a day.
0: I love it. I love it. And at the heart of that, again, just go back to the, the reoccurring theme is that of alignment, like that mm-hmm. consistent alignment, assessment of principles. I hear that foundation. Those principles coming through as you talk about that, and again, it's uh, it's reassuring for anybody who's building a business, who's success, who considers themselves to be successful, that's still trying to grow. That you'll hear that Jessica didn't mention a single thing about uh, money. Let's say within that uh, assessment of the day, like all that sort of thing, all that sort of thing will take care of itself if if we prioritize the right things, and that is what is coming through everything that you've shared with us here, Jessica. And I cannot thank you enough uh, just for the insight. And before I let you go, please share with everybody everything you think we need to know uh, in order to find out more about you.
1: Excellent. Well, be sure to download my Ladder of Influence. It's about a 33-page guide. Go to jessicayarbro.com forward slash influence. Follow me on YouTube. Hit me up on LinkedIn. Send me a connection request and let me know you heard me on this show.
0: Love it. Love it. Short and concise. Love it. Uh, Well, Jessica, again, thank you for the time. I've really enjoyed it. I probably could talk to you for a a whole nother episode. So maybe there'll be a part two uh, in the months or years ahead. So uh, I'll circle back to you with that. But in the meantime, best of luck with everything here in 2023 and looking forward to remaining in touch. And again, thank you so much for joining us on Career Competitor. Thanks so much. Hey, don't go anywhere. I've got my final thoughts coming up from our guest today. So please, take some time, give it a moment, take a drink. i got a couple more minutes I need to get out of you. Some final thoughts. Here we go. And my thanks again to Jessica for joining us on the show. had a ton of fun there with her speaking about so many different insights when it comes to really making the most of your true genius as she puts it and at the heart of that is a very clear indication to get specific as we talked about there within the interview because at the end of the day we cannot be a true genius of many things I mean that's the whole term genius is about pinpointing something specific that you are truly a genius at and there may be one or two that have walked this earth that are multiple examples of genius Genius within them. But for the most part, sadly, we mere mortals, if we do have anything genius about us, it's usually just this one specific trait of ours, this one skill, this ability of ours, that if we really home in on it, some great, incredible things can happen. I've been around it. I've seen what investing in genius can really do for an individual. And it does truly bring about some of the most incredible results. And Jessica is making it so clear to you here at the outset still. We're only a month into 2023. And if you've been running this general approach to your business for the first month of the year, it's time to press pause on the generalization and it starts to get much more intentional with the specificity of the work that you're doing, targeting where you can be your absolute best and offering that specific element of your business, of your value, of your worth to people. Stop assuming that people want more and more options from you when really they want you to do something incredible for them. That feeling of truly incredible impact is what people are looking for. So, you've heard it from Jessica, you're hearing it from me, now you have to actually apply it. So, go out there and start thinking about how you can take your general approach and get even more specific. And hey, if you think you're being specific enough, I actually challenge you to see if you can highlight more ways that you can get specific. Maybe there is still this incremental component of what you're offering that, if you were to invest more time and more attention in that one area, you could really unlock your truest potential as a service, as a business, as an individual. So, I really encourage you to take the time, think about how you can target a specific area of yourself and really make the most of your efforts in your business in your entire approach to success here in 2023 and hopefully for many, many more years to come as well. So that's what I'm really taking from my time with Jessica, but she had so many other insights as well, which I'm sure could have easily been the one that you take away or maybe maybe there were multiple. Maybe we go against the the topic and theme of specificity and there was just so much good content that you're going to take away here and be applying courtesy of Jessica. So again, thank you for Jessica to spend so much of her time with me on the show. And we are just really building some momentum already early on in 2023 with some awesome guests and some great content. And I just encourage you to keep making the time to firstly invest in yourself in any way that you can continue to work on that personal development, understanding that competitiveness within your career is going to be enhanced the more and more you focus on the individual who's looking at you in the mirror each and every morning. Make that personal investment an absolute priority here in 2023 and hopefully start to create the habit of what it means to continually develop in you, the individual, so that you can start to see more and more success both for you within your career and maybe those around you of the team that you're responsible for as well. And don't forget to take the time to keep listening to Career Competitor because we can help you with that personal development, of course, as well. So I appreciate you tuning in. Hope you enjoy the content and look forward to doing this all
1: again with you very soon. Bye for now.